Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you for coming on. I've been threatening to get you on for a little bit, so I'm glad you're glad you're here. Not a problem. What's um, what's your day been like? What have you been up to? Uh, we trained this morning, uh, so normal Thursday uh, training. Uh, as prep for Saturday's game and then this afternoon I've had a, a player appearance down at St. Joseph's College. Okay, doing what? Uh, There's a disabled course for the half-term week and we are just handed out uh, awards for the cool. end of it. Nice. Is that quite regular for you? Um, now and again, I wouldn't say it's a regular thing. Probably do two, maybe three a season. Right. Um, but I enjoy it. It's good fun. I like that. Good. So, um, obviously we're a fitness-based company i want to talk to you about all the things you're doing with training and all that kind of stuff for sure um but i like especially when it's the first time we've had someone on i like to talk a little bit about their background um so how did first thing is how did you get into being a professional footballer how does that how does that work well um it all starts off well when i was a kid i always wanted to play football um i started off playing locally when i was about six or seven just because all my mates were playing football so i just wanted to join in with them um and it just kind of kicks on from there. I mean, I started off wanting to be a striker because every player wants to every score goals course. and be in the limelight and all that. So, But I got pushed down in the positions all the way to goalkeeper um, and it just came natural to me. Um, and from there, I just progressed, worked hard, trained hard, played well um, and just got picked up by the right club um, to get me where I am today. Right. So what was the club? Uh, the first club was Yeovil, Yeovil okay. Town. I was there when I was about 12, I think I was. So I played Sunday League all the way up to I was about 12. And then their academy folded. So then I moved on to playing county football. And then I got picked up from there by Bristol City. And Ooh. I was there for three, four years. And then I moved to Swindon. Swindon know you were at Bristol? Uh, yeah, I tried, I tried to keep that on the down low. I just regretted saying that now, yeah. but I tried to keep it on the down low. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what our listenership is, so but we'll maybe we'll edit that out. I'm not sure yeah. if we get booed at the town. <laughs> maybe. Um, how long have you been at Swindon now? This will be my fourth season. Okay, so you're 20? 20? 20. 20, 20. 20 so yeah. did, you, did you come as a youth, or were you bought, or how did... Um, I moved here from Bristol City just... I was released from Bristol City and I signed here at the age of 17. Right. Wow. So, because it's been a bit of a nomadic few years, right? You've been here, there and everywhere. So you're still playing with the England setup, or no? Um, the last call I've had was about this time last year. I've not had anything since, but um, I've had two or three call-ups to them previous. So. That must be exciting. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, that alone is an unbelievable experience to be called up for your national team. Um I went away with them to Spain for the pre-European tour. Um, this is training. under... That was under 19s. And then I got called up a year, uh, a few months later when I was in under 20s wow. for a training camp. Which is this team, which is the age that just won the, the World Youth Cup or whatever? What age is that? Uh, the under 17s have won that. And I think the under 20s, the year before me, won that. And my age won the Euros that year as well. Wow. Were so, you in that? Were you in the... In the I was third choice. I didn't travel, but really? I was third choice. Wow. Um, so if one of the other keepers was suspended or injured, I would have got flown out yeah. to, uh, I think it was in Russia. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So that was my next question. I said to you kind of before we went on air, how come a goalkeeper? Like how, cause I remember being at school and it was like, let's put this dude in goal. Like yeah. were you, did you just do that once and then you were amazing? How did that um, work? It is a funny story cause I started off being a striker mm -hmm. and then I wasn't good enough in that position. So then I got put in midfield to see if I was good there. Then I wasn't good enough. I got put in defense, wasn't good enough, thrown in goal. And it, it that's where it started. Um, Clicked. that was all, 
local that was when I was at my local team the manager at the time who just run the run the team my age group just thought oh, we'll throw him a goal and see see if he fits there yeah. and it just that's where it kicked off just started enjoying throwing myself around about in the mud even though my mum hated it because she was the one I had to wash my kit <laughs> but um no it just just became natural to me that's brilliant so never look back never look back no. I love it I love that so um at Swindon now you're where, where would you say like Lawrence is kind of firmly at number one at the minute yeah right chances of supplanting him he won't um, listen to this don't worry about it <laughs> um, I mean at, at the minute I'm third choice with Viggs obviously being first choice mm-hmm. and you've got Luke McCormick who's very experienced as the number two right um, and is pushing Viggs all the way um, and I'd like to think I'm behind both of them pushing both of them as well yeah. so um, obviously age is still on my side as a goalkeeper you don't yeah. really reach your peak to your mid to late 20s so um I'm lucky to really have done what I've done so far yeah. to have that experience in the bank already and that can only put me in good stead for the future yeah. hopefully as the number one at Swindon one day because it's, it's a weird thing as a because outfield players get shuffled around a lot yeah. right? it might, well, this isn't working tactically we're going to change whatever right change formations never happens in goal does it really unless there's hmm. injuries or suspensions or whatever so is it, do you find it frustrating? yeah of course it's frustrating because every player wants to play every goalkeeper wants to play but at the end of the day your job is to support the one that is playing yeah. as much as that could frustrate you you've just got to stay patient because as a goalkeeper when your chance comes you have to take it and that's a massive thing I've been taught and been told many many times um, over my time at Swindon um, but yeah it can get frustrating but you just need to learn to deal with that yeah. and focus on your game and make sure you're ready when you do get the chance to play it's good and so when it comes to because I remember seeing um, my my family are like lifelong Swindon fans so I hear all about you know the comes and goings of the club and, and one of the big ones they said was effectively that they stole Wes Fodringham from Crystal Palace Swindon whatever it was eight ten years ago and now he's obviously you know he's at Rangers and he's doing really well and it's it's often the way I think that young players sometimes end up leaving a club and then the club really regret that. So hopefully that's not going to happen here. But it's... So Bristol could look at that in a couple yeah. of years' time and go, geez, we had Will playing for us and we just let him walk out the door. It's easy, I guess, as a goalkeeper because it's it's harder to get a look in if you're not in straight away. Yeah. So And as a young goalkeeper especially. So um, do you have any like motivation like that? Any like slights that you kind of go, right, I want to make sure that they regret that? Yeah, of course. My, my motivation is... I like to prove people wrong yeah. um, and the way to do that is on the pitch um, I strongly believe the club I'm at now especially with the staff we've got they fully support young players um, especially with the new manager Phil Brown um, he's f- fully supported me since I've come in um, obviously I've been out alone a couple of times when I've come back he's still supported me I've played the other reserve game he's always involved with the younger players which is massive for us moving forward because that gives us more confidence if we are having to play in the first team yeah that's good I heard a lot of good things actually about the same thing from um, Tom said the same thing before he moved on so that I think I've met I've only met Phil Brown once but my understanding is that he's very fair Hmm. can be one of the boys but you know where the line is but also I've heard he's very very big coming full circle on his fitness and, and people's training yeah 100% so day to day because I see you in the gym a lot um I'm here certain times of the day, so I don't see all the players, but I see you in the gym a lot. 
is there is a club issue in that sort of thing to you is that off your own back how, how's, how does that side of things work for you I think it's um, I do come here a lot and do extra gym stuff off my own back because I've always been brought up in obviously goalkeeping is a different position to help for players where you need to be more powerful than yeah. running fitness if that makes sense um, so that's why I believe the gym work helps me make saves that I make helps me come for crosses that I can come for um, and to deal with the physical contact especially in League 2 because I'm in my eyes it's preparing me to play at that level obviously at my age it's not expected of me to do so but I want that's again where I want to prove people wrong and show that I can do that it's a tough league isn't it yeah definitely so yeah. there's a lot of people throwing tackles in or whatever and yeah. you're very vulnerable yeah. coming out flying out of the goal so um, that's interesting so um, as far as you know you, you know my background I've worked with a lot of outfield players never worked with a goalkeeper so as far as like the club's training how does how is it sort of structured so day to day is there specific things you work on in terms of goalkeeping time? yeah so obviously we've got our goalkeeper coach mm-hmm. and he's the one who implements that the most when we do our gym work we do two gym sessions a week obviously if there's a Tuesday game then we do one um and he always is in contact with the fitness coach on what he wants us to get out of the gym so we're not doing what the outfield players are doing because that won't benefit benefit us in our position so um, yeah there's a lot of communication that goes on and especially with our sessions we always go out half an hour maybe 45 minutes earlier than the outfield players to do our goalkeeper bit before we're in with the team right okay I see right interesting so in what clubs now have you gone out on loan on because you're back at Swindon and there's no yeah. sign of, of leaving at this point again on loan you're, yeah at the minute I'm uh, staying here as a third choice right um, I, last season I went out on loan twice I went to Dunstable Town for a month and then got called back and then towards the second half of the season I went to Hampton and Richmond right. in the Conference South uh, and then the start of the season I've been at Chippenham in the Conference South as well right okay so Forgive me, with geography. Those are all you stayed here. All three of those, didn't you? Yeah, Dunstable is kind of towards Luton Way. Right. Okay. Uh, Hampton and Richmond's more this side of London, and Chippenham's obviously down the road. So right, right, right. it's not well, too you, much travelling. You weren't driving to Luton and back every day. Not every day. No. Right. I, obviously, I still trained with Swindon throughout right. the week, and I was just uh, travelling to the games. Right. I see. All right, all right. These are all questions that I've always wanted to. Ask I don't because the logistics of football fascinates me and yeah. understanding all that kind of thing. So um, the other sort of question I had on that was how does how does that sort of situation come about? So does Dunstable phone Phil Brown and say, "Listen, we, we're interested in taking Will for a few weeks. Do you need him, or is it is it filling of what are they looking for a full time contract for you for a season? How does that work? Um, obviously, it starts off with the situation at the club if I'm not in and around if I'm not in the match day squad for the first team then I'll probably look at it and see right oh, there's an opportunity for me to go out on loan here um, then that's when I have a conversation with the manager my goalkeeper coach um, and discuss what the options are and then once we come to an agreement then it's looking for what clubs are available for me to go to so um Obviously, it could depend on what contacts my goalie coach has, um, what contacts the manager has, what contacts the club have, and they always just kind of put a rotor out for me to um, be shown that I'm I'm, I'm available for loan for any clubs to contact uh, the club about me. Right, I see. So I get it now. I'm I'm so interested in that side of things. So um, with... uh, the players you've played with and obviously you're young you've been at the club a few seasons who's 
who's who's right up there for you? Who's been like a, a consummate pro? Who's been the best player you've played with? Oh, um, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say obviously being at Swindon as a as, as an academy player, and then coming through, you'd have to say Nathan Thompson because he is the way he applies himself in training. From what I've seen on a day to day basis, is second to none, um, and he is he is a true leader on the pitch and off it and. Again, he's one of those that will influence young players as well. So he was he was a massive one um, for me. Uh, You're always going to get good points coming to T2 and talking about that. Yeah, That's good. yeah, yeah. Good. Um, and there's there's a handful of players I could list off loads, but I'd say Nathan, Nathan was up there. Good. Definitely, I like that. He's. Um it's interesting he's always been a leader like 21 22 when we first started we first met started training and he was he was kind of mentoring the younger players even then and you could see it he was going to be a a leader that's good and i always go to it's different now because he's gone 18 months or so from swindon yeah but with talking to him about players that i might work with or train or whatever i'd always go to him for advice yeah straight away like is this person going to work is this person cut from your cloth yeah. um, or are they are they not and if yeah. they weren't then I wouldn't even bother you know starting yeah, that yeah, up that's it. Um, and, it, and it was two people that always jumped out and it was Tom Smith um, for his work ethic yeah. and then yourself yeah. so, which is great so it's um, and I see that I, I'm here relatively frequently evenings are a bit different but the players that I see come in work hard every day are you two boys I obviously yeah. see Tom less now because he's in bat, uh, uh, Cheltenham. Cheltenham yeah but um, but that that speaks for itself. So you can't fail. You keep working hard. You can't fail. So yeah. I love that. Um, I won't ask you who's the worst player you've played with. That's not <laughs> fair. Um, so what's um, what's kind of the overall goal for you? Are you are you patient and you're going to stick around and be happy to do that? Are you looking at loans? Are you are you what's your, what do you it's, see? Well, my ultimate goal is to play Premier League football and mm-hmm. for my national team. That's been my dream since I was a kid. Um, and obviously that, that's, that's a long process towards that so that, that's, that's the ultimate goal that's the long term goal and then I set myself short term to achieve that so um, yeah at the minute obviously well the games I've played for the first team have been a step towards that that's helped me massively to get a pro contract here and to obviously continue my career here um, and at the minute my short term goal is to push for the, the number one shirt um, mm-hmm. and that will come with games, that will come with being patient and training well every week. If I get a chance to go out on loans, to go out on loan and impress, because um, the gaffer will always be watching. Yeah. Um, and he'll get feedbacks as well as my goalkeeper coach. Um, and then from there, when I do get the chance on the first team is to take it. So it, it is a patient game. Um, yeah. I think whatever position you play, it is a patient game because some days you're going to, some weeks you're going to be out of the squad. Mm. And when you get back in, or even if it's a reserve game on the Tuesday and you know the manager wants to make changes, etc., um, you know you've got to take your chance. So it's, it's, it is a very patient game it's and a, a long confidence process. confidence game as well, right? 100%. 100%. You have, to, you have to have, especially as a goalkeeper, you have to have so much belief in yourself. Um, and mentally, you have to be very strong to deal with a lot of stuff that gets thrown at you. So, yeah. um, again, it goes back to being patient and being able to deal with that. Yeah. Communication-wise, so you play with a certain number of players, you play with defenders. I know that, that um, Fodderingham and Nathan had a very good relationship, yeah. so they would work well together and there'd be a lot of conversation. And, and if you go to a game and watch that, normally you're watching the game, I tend to watch the, the boys that I'm working with a bit more, yeah. a bit closely, so I can see what's going on, but you see a lot of conversation. Is How easy is that as a, as a youngster? Um, 
I think if it's easier when there's someone probably more your age, mm-hmm. if similar age, because you can relate more. Where if I was playing with an experienced pro, it might be harder. You might have to because you have to show them that that respect, yeah. that different type of respect because they've had a career, they've obviously played X amount of games. But it is crucial not just as a player but as a team to communicate and to socialise with each other because that shows on the pitch if you're not yeah. doing that off the pitch then that could affect your performance because you're not all on the same wavelength if that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah that's interesting and so socialising off off the are you, are you boys all similar ages yeah I mean it's quite a young squad now yeah especially well, when Nathan was here it was a very similar age because it was quite a young squad but I think it's, there's varied ages now so you've got um players that are more experienced that are kind of in their 30s where you've got players like me that are early 20s so um, but I do believe we've got a good it's a good mix you've got a good mix of old and young and they all socialise together like off the pitch as well as on the pitch that's good and we all get the best out of each other which is the main thing so you have you good friends with Tom aren't you yeah yeah. how hard is that when a a close friend leaves a team yeah of course it's hard like he's was my closest mate at the club um, and he's obviously left but that's part of football you you have to obviously I've, I've not speaking to him anymore like I speak to him on a regular basis I've seen him a few times since he's been at Cheltenham um, but yeah obviously it's hard that you, you be closest mate's gone but um, this football you just have to get on with it and then the yeah. players come and go all the time so yeah. it's part of the game that's in, yeah and it's a it's a job as well yeah so yeah. you know people leave workplaces all the time don't they yeah. so no it's interesting um, so uh, Swindon this season where are they I think we're about mid-table at the minute okay yeah. so is there is there like a clear directive pushing for playoffs this season expect playoffs this season or what's, what's the kind of directive yeah the, the aim is definitely promotion um, okay. Phil Brown's coming straight away and he, he's made that clear that that's the target I mean all the players that he's brought in all the players that have were here previously all know that and want that as well so the, uh, the aim is um, promotion this year right good 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 and he's He's, this is his first full season, isn't it? This will be his first full season. Yeah. So um, I noticed that because, and I would actually, I'd be remiss not to say, um, Neil and Aiden say hello. They yeah. make sure that I have to say hello. <laughs> I told Neil this morning I was seeing you. Yeah. Um, he he took me to the golf day. Yep. And one thing I got from that, I know it's preseason and everyone's yep. in a good a good space, but one thing I got from it was it's a pretty jovial squad yeah. everyone's pretty you know, laddie and bantery and all that kind of stuff which is probably great for a team yeah. is there any like I, I follow uh, basketball really closely yeah and there's always a point in like the NBA season when you start hearing in the press that it's gotten to that kind of stage of the season you have a month away from the playoffs some teams are out of the playoffs already and whatever and it's that's like the dog days of the season yeah is there any point after like say mid-january where it's a struggle or is it you always quite up for it i think it's 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 a funny old game because it's a game by game basis so every player is always up for every game Mm. so whenever the game comes around we think we're desperate for the three points and to climb the table but um is where you are on the table as well can affect that but I think the group we've got is strong enough to to, to cope with that and to yeah. deal with anything that's thrown at, thrown at us so that's good I like that um, so again I always try and get something that's a little bit interesting tell me something that people won't know about being a pro footballer something they might not know no that's a tough question to be fair something they won't know yeah. about football yeah something that might surprise them might surprise them. Hmm. Maybe 
how long the days can be. That's a big. That's a big one. Yeah. People, we th- we think your days are done by midday. Yeah. So I mean, what's what's the story? Our longest days are probably Tuesday, Thursdays, because um, we have our gym sessions in the afternoon. There's some days where I'm not back home to about half four, five-ish. Really? So we're in at the training ground, say, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then obviously we train, we have lunch, we have a break, and then we do gym. Sometimes we have yoga as well. Um, and then you can be back home by about half four, four, so it, they can be long That's days. That's way longer than I thought. Yeah. Way longer than I thought. And also, the, I always think you... And almost for you boys as well, but also for your partners. Like, yeah. you don't get a weekend. No. That's it. No weekends now until whatever, May. And I, I always think that that's a little, that's almost, um, you get like a, people look at football as go, oh, it's easy life or whatever. It's great, good, good for them, right? Yeah. But I always look at it the other way around and kind yeah. of go, yeah, but you, you can't plan to go and see your family on a Saturday afternoon. You can't do no. it. Never. Yeah. So I always think that you got to kind of get, you got to look at the rough with the smooth. Yeah. You always have to, it's, it's a big sacrifice in any, any sport really. You have yeah. to sacrifice a lot. And to, a short um, window. Commit to it. It's yeah. a short window. Like you're exactly. 20. It's hard to look too far in the future, but at yeah. 35. It's a short career. Cause yeah. yeah. I mean, outfit players go to about mid thirties. Sometimes you get the rare occasion when they go to late thirties, forties, whereas keepers are the same. So mm. it's a short career. Yeah. Who would be your like pinnacle goalkeeper? Who's, who's top for you? Say kind of like an idol. Yeah. Uh, my idol since I've been about 10 or 11 has been Joe Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always looked up to him because not just the way he plays, I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper, he's had a stunning career, but obviously he's had his stint of the press getting at him and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I think the way he deals with it, you can see he just takes it on the shoulder and then um, gets on with his football, which is inspiring for a young goalkeeper like me to see that. Yeah. Have you ever met him? I've never met him, no. no. Soon, at some point. <laughs> Hopefully. He's, um, he had quite a long career at England as well, didn't he? Mm. So a couple championships and whatever, which is good. I always felt really safe when he was in goal. Yeah. So I think you can get some goalkeepers that you kind of go, oh, geez, when the cross comes in or whatever. But I always felt really safe watching England when he was in goal. So that's good. Um, Who would be like for you, someone that you kind of go, if I could have a career just like that, like who would you think? You can't say Joe Hart. I can't say Joe Hart. Um, (laughs) I'd say... On the terms of goalkeeper and someone like Ike Casillas or Buffon or kid goalkeepers, like, I mean, they're, the they're high caliber goalkeepers. I mean, Buffon's played like a thousand professional games and he's yeah. playing still like still late playing. 30s, 40s, like, and he's still putting up unbelievable saves yeah. and playing at the highest level. So, I that's what I would want to have as a career. So aside from like freak injuries, what do you think that is? Is do you think it is like a yoga kind of thing? How trainers change for them? Or <laughs> potentially, yeah. I mean. To be able to play at that age, you must be doing... You can't just be sitting on the sofa watching TV yeah. all the day. So they're, they're probably in the gym doing their extra bits, doing yoga, making sure they're, they're in peak condition for their age yeah. to be able to perform still on a Saturday. Yeah. So the other area that that is important for you boys is your nutrition. Yeah. So are you monitored with that sort of thing by the club? Are you issued anything by the club educationally? Um, yeah, I mean... In the off-season, we get our off-season programs and they have a nutrition-based program in there as well for us to, obviously, because we're not training like we are in the off-season because obviously off-seasons are break. We obviously keep our fitness to maintain it so we're not coming back absolutely Uh, blowing. Um, And the nutrition is a massive part of that um, to come back in the right shape. Um, So they leave us a program on that. And obviously, 
our nutrition throughout the season is, is it's not monitored but we always get uh, talks on what we should be eating what we shouldn't be eating and uh, stuff like that so people from the club do that or they bring people in um, we've had I remember I think it was at the start of the season or pre-season we had our, we had someone who was a nutritionist come in work with our fitness coach to see what we're having at lunch times because we get lunch provided for us as well right. um, to see what's good what's not what's, what we should have what we shouldn't have so um, but other than that it's mainly our fitness coach who um, kind of enforces because that, that club's had you know it's had ups and downs in terms of that sort of uh, people coming in and out I know there's, since yeah. I've been around even just again into the club since I've been around Nathan I've known of two or three physios and so is, is it, does that tend to change just with with management do they know their guys and bring their guys in they know and trust yes yeah, I think sometimes it's the case it's, it's like a player so people come and go it's not just the players like staff come and go as well all the time um, so I've had over my time here I've had three goalkeeper coaches three different goalkeeper coaches so um, it's it can be part of if a new manager comes in they might bring their own staff in or a case of that or for other reasons staff might leave or yeah. whether they go to another club etc so it's, it's kind of exactly the same as being a player like if you get offered something at a better club you're probably going to take it so yeah so um, would you is that an area you see yourself going into following playing going to coaching or managing definitely coaching I've always, I've always thought of, as my plan B was to, to go into coaching um, I've helped out with the academy with the, the, the younger kids sometimes with the goalkeepers um, and I help out Steve Hill at his goalkeeper yeah. school occasionally okay. so I've, I've always liked coaching I always like coaching kids I, I always find it good when you do a drill and then you pull them aside or you say what you should do instead of this and they take it on board and they do it in the next next yeah. drill so it's always good to see and I've always enjoyed the coaching side of football as well yeah I remember because Steve's obviously a member at the club yeah it's always interesting to talk to him stories about football and stuff like yeah. that it's always, I've always find it interesting I remember going to Wembley and watching him play yeah and he was on obviously he's on the pitch warming the goalkeepers up and I, I guess there's points in your career as any any you know coach player whatever yeah. looking around going geez I'm at Wembley like yeah. it's got to be a big deal what's the biggest um, biggest game you've played in probably Sheffield United at home at yeah. the county ground I mean albeit we lost it and it wasn't probably the best game I've played but that was the biggest game I've played in um, so obviously that was when we were in League One we are playing against the team at our top of the league yeah. and are a championship club um, yeah. as they've proven now um, so that's probably the biggest game I've played in and the biggest crowd biggest crowd would probably be in the last game of that season Charlton away I can't no. remember how many were there but there, Big was, club there. there was loads there and obviously it's a massive stadium as well so yeah. um, that was probably it. are you aware of that sort of thing when you're in there um, I think when you first walk out you, you do think about it you think oh my god there's like loads of people here yeah. but when you when you start playing your focus is on that so you kind of black out what uh, block out everything that's around you yeah but that's what I find anyway um, so I don't really let it affect me no because especially when you're at the opposition end exactly you get a lot of stick yeah, especially and... as a goalkeeper yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah how is it how is it working with Steve Mildenhall oh brilliant I yeah. mean he's he came in literally first day it was like he's been here for months so um, he's been brilliant with both uh, with all three of us with me uh, Macca and Viggs he's um got targets for all three of us what what he wants to get out of us and he gets that out of us every day in training that's really um, good and that obviously goes for us three making, making sure we apply ourselves to that yeah. which all three of us do so he's people may not know he used to play for Swindon I don't know how long it was a long time yeah. ago yeah he was a really good keeper. If I remember rightly, he backed up Fraser Digby for a long time. Have you met Digby? I haven't, no. You're not? I've not met Because I think no, he no. was a huge fixture around the club. Yeah. 
you should go to his restaurant. You should go I've heard about his restaurant. Yeah, 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 really yeah. good. Um, shout out to Silk on the Downs, a really good restaurant. So goals for you, you said you've got goals short, medium, long. Goals for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, of, is this the last year of the contract? This is my last year of my current contract, yeah. So the ultimate aim for me is to get a new contract, get it right. renewed and um, all that. But obviously to push the two ahead of me as well um, and to go out on loan maybe again to, to get games because um, I think that's crucial in my in my development is to, to play games because that's where you improve the most um, that's where you can make mistakes and learn from it and not do it again in a match situation yeah um, so yeah really they're probably my ultimate goal the ultimate goal is to get a new contract yeah. at the end of the season good is it going back to loan is it strange obviously not playing with those boys week in week out not really knowing them because you're training with Swindon and then turning up on a weekend and playing um, it can be I mean there would be the odd time I would train because they train in the evening sometimes um, but I, I don't really find it hard to slot into a new team I think I normally the times I've been out on loan I've got on with the, the lads straight away I mean with, when I went to Chippenham the first time I met them was the first game I played really? so it's literally walking in shaking around saying what's your name hello my name's Will whatever um, and then going out on the pitch and playing 90 minutes with them, <laughs> wow. so, but it's, it's I don't really find I struggle with that um, I think I can slot in quite well um, we're going out on loan and again it's we're all there at the end of the day to get the same thing which is to win a game of football yeah. so um, I don't think obviously it doesn't matter in the long term but I think you get to know people more yeah. when the longer you're there so um, I don't think it's that much of a struggle for me and do you have like regular contact with your coaches while you're away yeah, yeah. I mean, after every game I play for Chippenham and um, previous last season, I'd always ring or message my goalie coach after to let him know how I got on or he would know someone at the club that I'm on loan at and he'd get um, feedback from them. Right. Um, so that everyone's always in the loop. And do you, are you at do you a point where you have agents and stuff dealing with contracts? Or is, are you dealing with all of that sort of stuff? Um, it can be both. Uh, it, again, it depends on the, the time. It's kind of, for now, it'd be more the second half of the season when I'll be dealing with that yeah. or towards the end of the season um, but it can be both that um, right. sort that out yeah cool well listen well I wanted to get you in I wanted to have a chat with you and I appreciate your time 